What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to A Great Life Podcast. I'm so excited y'all here. I'm grateful to be here. It is a beautiful thing when you have the will to take one step forward every single day towards your dreams, your ambitions, and all of the above. So if you've been listening to the podcast, welcome back. Okay. Today, we are going to be talking about worship. I'm going to give you 10 ways to worship. Now, these are not the only ways you can implement worship in your life, but I'm going to give you 10 ways that you can and um, also give you a little, you know, some scriptures and a little back history just in case you have a few questions. Um. A lot of people don't understand why worship is so important, and they don't grasp the concept of how it shifts and transforms their relationship with the Heavenly Father. So, yeah, we're going to get into all of that today. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so this episode is a bit different. I want to try something a little new. Usually, I just read an excerpt from one of my free writes off of my website, but today, I want to talk to you more directly. I want to try something new, right? Um, Here's the thing. Worship is really, really important to the building of your relationship with God. Now, one would say, okay, what does worship mean? Because I'm a definition person. So to worship is to give reverence and adoration. Reverence and adoration. To revere someone is to think of them in the highest of the highest. And adoration is to adore. To adore. When you adore something, it's oh a level of warmth. It hits your heart different when you adore something. So worship means adoration and reverence. Now, why must we give adoration and reverence to God? What does God need that from us for? I mean, he's God. Well, when man was created, we were in the garden. And we were equipped, we were built to withstand the holy, holy glory of the Heavenly Father. But when we were no longer in the garden, our soul, our spirit, and our flesh were separated. Dun, dun, dun! So as time progressed, We slowly lost that connection, that natural capability to just be in the presence of God. And it is in his presence that you hear him, that you see him, that his beauty, his identity is revealed unto you. And that is why worship is so important. 
Because since we no longer just sit in the presence, we have to bring it to us. We have to call on it. We have to seek it. The scripture says, draw near me and I'll draw near you. So this is the beauty of worship. It's us taking our own step one at a time to get closer and closer and closer and closer. So if by any chance you want to build a relationship with God, you want to work in his miracles and his healings, you want to spend time with the Lord, you want to go deep, you want to be deep, deep, deeper than deep, you want him to call you Holy Ghost, then worship is the key. Now, I do have a scripture that I'd like to get into. The scripture is Matthew 4, 4. And it simply says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In other words, Man can't just live on earthly things. You're never going to be fulfilled. It's always going to be if something. If this. If only I can get the house. Okay, you get the house. Once you're in the house, if only I can get the car. If only I can get the man. If only I could get a hundred more thousand dollars. <laughs> there will never be a true fulfillment in your life when you are just living on bread alone. You must have the word of God in your life. Meaning, when you read your scriptures and you allow God's wisdom, understanding his goodness, to really flow into you when you seek him like silver. Now you're really living because the word of God is life and that life is the light in men. So if you want to shine your brightest, you got to have the word of God in your life. Now, there's another scripture I'd like to get into as well. This scripture is Matthew 4.10, and it reads, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, if you are familiar with this story, this is where Jesus is being tempted by Satan. So if you don't know uh, what's happening here, Jesus is being tempted by Satan. He's in the wilderness. And in this particular scripture where he responds to Satan, Matthew 4.10, Satan shows him kingdoms. And he says, listen here, look at all this earth. I give you all this earth. <laughs> In other words, I will give you the world if you just worship me. 
And Jesus is saying, hey, 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 back up. Give me 50 feet, brother. For it's already written that the only person I'm worshiping is the Lord thy God and only him shalt thou serve. So, make sure you aren't worshiping things, allowing things to give you power that have nothing to do with God. The only thing in this life that you should draw your power from, mm, that you should worship, that you should truly give adoration and reverence to when it comes to um, your fulfillment, your livelihood, your ability to be the best you. I mean, there's so much that can be said here. I think you get where I'm trying to go here. You're only meant to worship God. That's it and that's all. Nothing else. So if you find yourself allowing material things or people to really dictate who you are, head on back over to Matthew 4.10. And read it to yourself and remind yourself who you serve, who you give that reverence and adoration to, who you give that power to, who you give the struggle to. Remind yourself. Okay, now that we have a little backstory, right, we have a little foundation because that's what's important. I really wanted to start this podcast off with some level of foundation, now that we have that, God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So let's get close to God. And in order to do that, we do have to come correct, okay? God has some prerequisites when we are seeking him and he gives them to us in, oh, here we go, okay. Sorry, y'all got my notes. <laughs> so he gives them to us in James 4, 7 through 8. And it simply says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse you hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. In other words, when you are ready to draw near to God, you need to come correct. When you are ready to go into worship, to build this relationship, he's basically saying, in other words, get over yourself, okay? Let it go. You know, don't come in, don't come into the house of the Lord or don't come into a worship session or, you know, if you're seeking him, say you're seeking him in church. Don't come in thinking you know it all. Come in and submit yourself. If you're going to go into worship, go into trying to grow this relationship at home, submit yourself. Submit yourself. Get over yourself. And then he's saying, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In other words, leave the drama at the door, okay? Whatever you think is important, whatever you 
think is, is um, you know, causing chaos in your life, whatever it is, leave it at the door. Resist the devil and he will flee. Know that God got you. You coming into the space where you want God's presence and his love and his wisdom and his atmosphere to come to you. So it's important that you leave the drama at the door, submit yourself. Because if you do that, he simply says, draw near me and I'll draw near you. Get your heart prepared. Yes, Lord. Give him that reverence. And then he says, but also, please come with a clean hands. Please come with clean hands, a pure heart, and a mind set on Jesus. These are our prerequisites. And I wanted to break this verse down like this because when you want to get close to God, there are things you have to deal with within yourself. Don't just go into this relationship thinking that somebody owes you something. I understand you might be dealing with anger or a loss or there's a multitude of things you could be dealing with, financial struggles. But when we go in for worship, we're not going in asking God for anything. We're going in congratulating and we're thanking him and we're giving him that reverence. We're giving him that adoration. We're building up this relationship. And then think of it from this point of view. If you're trying to be friends with somebody and every time y'all talk, they asking you for something, you going to want to be their friend. But if they building you up and they speaking life into you, you're going to speak life back into them or they're going to speak life back into you. You know, they're going to build you up. So have that mindset when you go into worship. We're not asking God for nothing. Okay. We're just thanking him for being who he is. And once you start to grasp that concept, you really won't have to ask for nothing because everything around you is going to start to shift and change because if God be for you, who can be against you? Because if he says, hey, if you draw near me, I'll draw near you. But hey, come with clean hands, a pure heart, and a mind set on the Lord. I got you. It's right here in the scriptures. Okay, read them for yourself. Now, with that being said, we can finally get into 10 ways you can implement worship in your life. I'm super excited about this because when the Holy Spirit helped me write this, I had no idea how many there were. And I just thought it was so cool that by the end of the session, there were 10. Okay, God is good. All right. So number one, if you're taking notes, number one, clean it is said that cleanliness is next to godliness. So clean. Clean your house, okay? Clean your car. You know, clean up your atmosphere, whatever it is. Physically clean. You know, wipe stuff down and listen to worship music in the background. Listen to your favorite gospel music. Listen to a sermon. But while you're cleaning, just be like, thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm so thankful that I know how to clean. Because let me tell you, some people don't know how to clean. Give reverence while you're cleaning, okay? Number two, 
read. For the word of God is life and life is the light of men. Read your word, okay? Read it. God's word is literally the light in you. The more you read your scriptures, the more you seek him like silver through his word, the brighter you become. Yeah, look up one day, he be like, ooh, I used to be depressed and stressed, but now I'm blessed. You literally, physically will become brighter because it is your light. God's word is your light. It is your life, okay? I could go on, but let's go. Number three, worship, obviously, right? Give reverence, give adoration. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. Oh, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing in my life. I want to thank you for everything you are. You are Alpha. You are Omega. You are a good God. Hey, hallelujah. Worship, okay? Number four, relationship. Talk to God like you talk to your best friend. Talk to God like you talk to your favorite family member, whatever, Talk to him. Build that relationship. Yes, God already know everything he got. (laughs) But it's more for you. You need to build that confidence that he's there, that he's listening and responding. So, relationship. Number five, atmosphere. Set a beautiful atmosphere for God to dwell in. Now, he already gave us his prerequisites and James 4, 7 through 8, okay? But also implement that wherever you want his presence to reside. You can have a prayer room or set your house as an atmosphere. In other words, create a calm, peaceful, restful place in your home for God to dwell. Or maybe for you, it's in your car. Whatever the case is, Create a place of rest, peace, stillness, calmness. Light some incense, light some candles, get some good lighting going on. Create an atmosphere for God to dwell in. Number six is appreciation. God is all in the little things. He's all in the details. So when you operate in appreciation, then it's your way of appreciating everything God has created. Who don't like being appreciated? I've even read that gratitude is the highest frequency you can like operate on. Appreciation. Number seven, silence. Our God is a calm God. He's a holy God. So, you'd be surprised how much grace resides when you just sit in silence. Allow yourself to think. Allow yourself to meditate on the word. Allow yourself to not say anything, but to just be. There's so much grace in silence. Number eight, be a good steward. Take care of your blessings, you know, take care of your family, take care of your clothes, 
eat good if you you know whatever whatever you are blessed with be a good steward with it don't just have stuff thrown all over in a corner don't leave your car all raggedy and you don't get your 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 oil changes and be a good steward have pride in your blessings take care of them if you appreciate what you have now and you're a good steward over it then God will always increase you. Always. Number nine, serve. Servitude is so important in the kingdom of God. You can serve in the house of the Lord. You can volunteer your time somewhere. Whatever makes sense in your life, serve. The heart of a servant gets the keys to the kingdom. And when you serve, expect nothing in return. Just serve out of the goodness of your heart. And more will be added onto you. Those who give shall receive. And number 10. Ah, we made it. Number 10. Laugh. Laugh. Loosen up. Stop being so tight. Okay? Joke with people. God wants you to enjoy your life. Joy. It says, joy comes in the morning. Okay? But why did she just got to cover in the morning? You can operate in your joy all day, every day. Be a joyful person. It's contagious. Your joy becomes their joy. becomes their Joy can save lives. But on top of that, you deserve to live a great life. So laugh. Loosen up. Don't be so tight. Now, with all that being said, those are 10 ways to worship and a little foundation as to why worship is so important in your life. I truly pray that this podcast has not only blessed you, but uplifted you. And I know that if you implement the details, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, you are going to be lifted and gifted. You are going to be blessed and not stressed, you are going to be operating in gratitude and not pessimism. You are going to live so abundantly and your joy will bounce off to others. And what blessing is it to bless another person with joy? I know sometimes we see happy people and we be like, well, I used to, I'm not like that anymore because now I'm the happy person, but I used to see people who were so happy, and I would say, there ain't no way. That person is just, they capping. But now that God has really uplifted me in a new way, y'all, I be, I am such a joyful person. I laugh so much. Everything is funny to me. And if you don't have that, I want that for you. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, I want that for you. I want you to laugh. I want you to enjoy. I want you to live. I want you to wake up in the morning and be like, whoo, another day, Lord? Really? What are we going to do today? (laughs) I want so much excitement. And it's beautiful because I know that that's not normal. But when you worship and you give that reverence, 
and you choose God wholeheartedly in your heart. Like you just choose God and you don't waver from it. Your whole desires change. Everything about you changes. And at first it's a little scary because you're like, I've been working towards this and that. And I've seen myself this way. But then you start to embrace it and you go, well, I do look better. (laughs) Y'all, I used to be a rock star. I had gauges in my ears, size, I think it was a zero or one. I forget. It's been so long. I used to have gauges in my ears. I had a lip ring. I had a belly ring. Um, My hair was shaved off. I had an undercut. Um... I rock Doc Martens all the time. And look, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Trust me. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with a rock star vibe. But when I really decided to choose God, and he says, let me show you how I see you. Mm. He said, grow that hair in. Take them gauges out your ears. Okay? Take that belly ring out your belly. Okay, he said, throw some heels on. Don't you, you, you a girly girl pair? Come on. You like being fly. You're joyful. You're lighthearted. You sweet as pie. You like a sour patch kid. You know, you're sweet. You're kind of sour, but you're still sweet. No, I'm <laughs> like, I'm just talking at this point, but I was just to say, like, Allow God to change you and mold you according to his goggles because you'd be surprised at what beauty he pulls out of you. And I want that for you. What I have right now, I want for everybody. And I've, I've barely scratched the surface, but it's so special. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to A Great Life Podcast. If you are on socials, please follow me at It's Paris Dunbar. I post shorts all the time, every day. So if you need random spurts of inspiration on your timeline, I'm your girl. If you head over to my website, madebypair.com, you can join my mail, my email list. It's free. So without further ado, God bless. Don't stress. It's Paris. Peace.